Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the 10th and Broad Church of Christ podcast. Today's message is presented by Ken Holsberry, the preaching minister at the 10th and Broad Church. Let's tune in now for Ken's message. Well, I love Christmas for a lot of reasons. I love so many things about Christmas. I love the lights and I love the colors and I love the music and I love the food. And, and I just love that at this time of the year, more than at any other time of the year, uh, people in our world are thinking about Jesus. And that's always a good thing because when you're thinking about Jesus, uh, there's just more joy in your life. There's more generosity for those around you, and there's a lot more love. And we have been talking about the impact of Jesus over the last few weeks. And this morning, just want us to focus on the impact that Jesus has had on the very idea and concept and expression of love. Jesus has impacted love for us in more ways than we can even imagine. He's had more impact than all the books and all the movies and all the songs that have ever been written. And we kind of take that for granted because that's just who he is. But Jesus has impacted love. And we've talked about that and we've sung about that and we've memorized scriptures about that. And maybe they don't have the impact on us that they should because... From the table, from the stable to the table, Jesus has impacted love. And we're going to focus on that this morning as we sing, as we pray, and then in a few minutes as we spend some very special time uh, taking the Lord's Supper together. Let's continue worship. Well, there's a scripture that we all know. We could all quote it right now without any hesitation. And it is a scripture that comes to us at the end or during a conversation that Jesus had at midnight. And he had it with a religious leader. And it was a conversation that was had in private. But what was said on that night to one person in private at midnight are words that are known around the world. And that's just one glimpse of the impact that Jesus has had and continues to have on our world. That words that he speaks in private are words that speak to our heart and and give us life 2,000 years later. Today, if you watch football, you'll probably see those words or at least see a reference to those words on a sign. That's the impact of Jesus. But we'll get to that scripture in in just a minute. But first I want to talk about just a little bit about the idea of love in the world before Jesus came. What we're going to describe is not true of Israel because Israel had God, but the rest of the world did not. And the idea of love was different in the rest of the world. People didn't talk very much in anything we have still written or recorded People didn't talk very much about loving the gods. There wasn't much thought about loving Zeus or loving Artemis. Aristotle actually said that it would be eccentric to even think about loving the gods. Because the gods 
loving people and people loving the gods, that was not a part of the concept of religion in the world that Jesus entered. When Paul went to Mars Hill in Athens and he spoke to those philosophers about an unknown God, one of the unknown qualities about God would be that he was so very loving. That idea would have sounded strange to them because in most every culture on earth, wherever and whatever gods were worshipped, they weren't so much loved as they were appeased. That was the idea. That was the goal. That was the concept was to appease those gods so that they would show some kind of favor. And so to get in the good graces of those capricious gods, you tried to come up with the right words and give the right gift or the right sacrifice. And before we're too hard on them, you and I can very easily fall into that same trap still when we approach the one true God. And that's why we need to be constantly reminded that God is love. To be constantly reminded of how much He loves us. Because again, we shouldn't be too hard on them. That delusion came naturally. Just imagine, if you will, for a minute, if you can, just imagine that you live several thousand years ago in a culture that did not know the one true God, but only worshipped a multitude of gods who you tried to appease, and you were a farmer, and you had a crop that you needed to bring in, and the success or failure of that crop depended on whether your family ate. And so you would do anything you could to appease the gods. And so you would, you would offer what sacrifice you could as a blessing on your field. And you would offer what sacrifice you could to bring a curse on your neighbor's field. So that the gods would bring the sun and they would bring the rain. And you were at the mercy of those gods. They weren't good. They weren't kind. They weren't loving. In most cultures, the gods just had the, the very worst qualities and habits of mankind. But... They were considered to be able to do mischief and wreak havoc. And so you did what you could to get on their good side. Imagine today if here in Wichita Falls, we still functioned like that. We know what it is to deal with drought and other kinds of things in our area. But we don't worship that kind of God, do we? We worship a God who is kind and who is loving and who has told us. How to worship him. And so when the religious leaders asked Jesus, what is the greatest command? Again, we just know it by heart and we take it for granted. But how incredible it was that the greatest command that Jesus gave was to love God and to love others. Love is at the heart of Of our relationship with God. And that is the impact of Jesus. In our world. And on us. God, Jesus brought God and love together. Jesus brought the law and love together. And his followers would go on to write about what was called the royal law in James chapter 2. Jesus brought loving God and loving others together. And his writers would write, his followers would write, that the way you can know you love God is if in fact you are loving other people people. Jesus impacted the very relationship we have with a loving God. In the whole Old Testament, God is only called Father 14 times. But in just the Gospels, 
God is called Father 156 times. Jesus changed the way we relate to God as our Father with love. He impacted the way we think about God. So much so that even today, people who don't follow Jesus, people who don't worship the God of the Bible, think that if there is a supreme deity, he surely must be loving. That's the impact of Jesus. But I want to go back to that conversation, that midnight conversation and hear those words that have impacted the world. And they are this, you know them well, for God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God fully expressed his love for us when he gave. When he gave his son to us in a stable. The eternal son of God. Who was with God and who was God was given to us in a stable The eternal Son of God, through whom the whole world was made and everything in it is held together, was given to us. The the eternal Son of God, who is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of His being, He was given to us. And He entered the world as a baby, in a stable, because God loves us. I said earlier, it's from the stable to the table because God fully expressed his love toward us when he gave his son to die on the cross. And we remember that when we come to the table. The almighty son of God demonstrated God's love for us by dying for us while we were still sinners. The almighty son of God didn't hold on to his equality with God, but he made himself nothing and he humbled himself, even death on a cross. The almighty son of God laid down his life for us so that we would know what love is. From the stable to the table, God gave and showed us what love is. He expressed his love by giving his son. And so we gather on this morning and every Sunday morning to honor him, to worship him, to praise him. And on this Christmas morning, we remember his birth in a stable. And on this Lord's Day morning, we remember his death at the table. And that's what we're about to do. Our elders are going to serve us this morning. That's something we've done over the last few years. And it's become a really special time for us, for them to serve us. The bread and the cup. And we've got tables that are set up in each corner of the room. In just a few minutes, we're going to sing a song and the elders are going to go to those tables. And when that song's over, then you're going to be able to go to a table. And what we're going to do is this section is going to go to the table right there. And this section is going to go to the back corner. And this section is going to go to that back corner. And this section is going to come to this table. And we're going to ask you just 
You're not going to be led. We've done this with ushers before, but we're going to do it on our own this morning. We're just going to ask that the first couple of rows in each section would go first. So if you're toward the front, if you're on the front, first couple of rows would go first. You'll just go to the table that will serve your section. The elders will be there and they'll, they'll serve you and pray with you. And then when you're finished, you'll come back to your seat and the next couple of rows will go. And so we'll just follow along like that. If there's some reason you can't get up or choose not to go, we have some that will be brought to you. But we want to remember the Lord this morning. Remember his birth. Remember his death. And how both of those are a part of God giving. And a part of God loving There'll be some scriptures on the screen that you can meditate on and pray through while you're waiting your turn or after you've had your turn. And then when everyone's served, we'll be led in our shepherding prayer and then sing a song and be dismissed. I'm so thankful again that you're here this morning, that you've come on this Christmas morning, and I pray that this would be a a really special time for us as we honor Jesus this morning. Would you pray with me? Then we'll have a song and begin our communion together. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, first of all, that Jesus taught us to pray to you that way. Our Father who is in heaven. Thank you that you have that relationship with us. That you choose. That you love us first. And then we in turn love you. You initiate and you start everything. Thank you for initiating and starting your great mission in the world to save us from our sin and to bring us back into a holy, righteous, good, loving relationship with you. Thank you that you started that when you sent Jesus into the world as a baby. And thank you that you finished that when you sent Jesus to the cross to die. For both of those things, for everything in between, and for everything that is yet to come. We honor you, we worship you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.